Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast edition of Your, Your Manchester. Manchester. How are you, Flower? I'm very good. How are you? I'm all right. Who's on the show tonight? Well, we've got Mark Llewellyn to talk to us about the fabulous Julie Goodyear as part one of this lovely interview. We really have. I'm going to run around to a brand new theatre cafe called 53.2. We've also been talking to the incredible Davina De Campo about the awful uh, murals that have been established in the village. There's nothing worse than getting defecated, Oh, is there's there? nothing worse at all. I can't cope, so stick around. Everybody, for this week's episode of Your Manchester, the podcast edition. Well, everybody, we are absolutely privileged to be able to get an exclusive interview with an absolute legend, everybody. And uh, here tells more about it, Mr. Matt Llewellyn. Julie Goodyear, which is the legend of Coronation Street, the grand dame of the cobbles. Yes. And, uh, of course, she became, she was the famous barmaid, but she became the landlady of the Rover's Return um, and saw many huge stories from the Rover's burning down, her surviving mm, that. That's sick. Yeah, well, and Sir Laurence Olivier taught her how to do that, you know. Was it real sick? Yes. Crikey. Crikey, I mean, you learn all sorts these days. You do, you do. Right. You've got to do what you got to do for the job. You've got to do what you got to do for the job. <laughs> yeah, we might. Right. Right. Strong, I, I feel like right. we're talking about Julie Goodyear whilst I'm speaking to Jim McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> yes, after the big house. Whilst looking at um, <laughs> Pat Phoenix, everybody. <laughs> That's oh, I was going to go Rita, but all right. Just longer hair today. No, oh, more yeah, Pat Phoenix, fine. yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. absolutely. Pat Phoenix. Mm. So I suppose we should look at this then, because people want to see it. They do, and uh, yeah, it's exclusive to us. Why don't you introduce it? Go on. So here she is, and she was invited us into her home to record the interview. So we have a wander around. It is the most brilliant, the Dame Julie Goodyear. So before you went into acting, you did a few things, didn't you? You were a model. You did hand modelling. Just hands and feet. Yeah. Because my hands are very small. Yeah. And I'm only size four feet. So I was actually earning more money than the very tall models. And you also did quite a bit of singing, didn't you? I know you were in sort of talent competitions and then you appeared at local clubs. I think it was at the Carlton. I think I was singing Blue Moon and somebody threw a meat pie at me. <laughs> so I, I picked it up and ate it because I was hungry. <laughs> didn't go to waste. No, I don't like anything going to waste, ever. So we're in your office now, surrounded by hey, dozens of pictures. One day, she said to me, after this scene, you come straight to my dressing room. I said, OK, thank you, Miss Speed. I went and phoned my mother up, told her, she said, what have you done now? I said, I don't know. I don't think I've done anything. Ring me back and let me know, my mother said. Went there, went, come in! I was shaking like that. I went in. Sit down. I said, what is it, Miss Beast? I've decided you may call me Doris. Now get out. I phoned my mum back and I told her what had happened and she said, I don't think you should. Don't. But she insisted I did. Above Doris is a picture of you and Tony Warren. And Tony was a close friend, wasn't he? Very close. Yeah. He was a wonderful gay man. You used to fly a plane. I did buy a plane, Manchester. Manchester, they used to let you go up on the cockpit and take over, didn't they, on the commercial flights? Oh, yeah, for landing. <laughs> yes, they did. I couldn't do it now. It's all gone those days. But happy memories are wonderful to keep. 
They really are. But I think there's a story, isn't there? When when you were in the show in early days, you were going into Manchester, waiting at the bus stop, and a friend of your dad's, of Bill's, was passing in a cement mixer and offered you a lift into Granada. You parked outside the studios in the cement mixer and Pat Phoenix oh, pulled yes. up in a Rolls Royce. Do you remember? I do, yes. Mm. And she gave you a warning. She was never upstage me ever again. Ever again. <laughs> she did, yes. Yeah. And do you think you learnt a lot from Pat? Because she was kind of Manchester Hollywood, wasn't yes. she? Yes, I did learn from plenty of people there. Yep, it did me good. Yeah. And I think you took every opportunity to watch other people working, didn't you? Like Pat and like um, the three old ladies. Oh, yes. So looking around the office then, we've got pictures of you at the palace. We've got you on a camel. I don't know why. Um, you also had to ride an elephant in India, I believe, for a television programme. Mm. How did that go? Well, it wasn't easy. <laughs> I had to climb up its tail and it shit on me. So you've got pictures from the show, you've got pictures from other things that you did. I mean, you, you appeared in so many papers, on so many magazine covers over the years, didn't you? I mean, so wherever you go, you can't hide. <laughs> no, but when I went shopping, I never got my shopping. I had to just sign autographs. So I didn't get anything. Well, that's what I mean. Everywhere you've gone for, for your entire life, everybody's known who you are and wanted to talk to you, haven't they? They just wanted autographs, mm -hmm. you know, so I went home with no shopping. So you've had a lot of gay men in your life? Not a lot. Not as many as I would have liked. Well, you've always found the gay community have been your loyalist supporters, haven't they? Oh, fantastic. The gay community, yeah. And join us next week for part two of this fabulous interview with the legend that is Dame Julie Goodyear. Next up, we've got Belinda, who's done a fabulous run straight from the studio on down to 53-2. So, here we are. Hello. Hello. Well, this is a new venue, isn't it? It, it is, is a new venue. <laughs> Perhaps just introduce yourself. Hello. This is, got... Firstly, this is the most important part yeah, of the team. This is this Albie. This is Albie, who is here to meet and greet everybody who comes to 53-2. Um, this is the bar that's now complete. This is phase one. Um, so this is us, little alcoves yeah. to our right. Check out the lovely little snugs we've got. Look at this. Look at that. You can come in here, you can play your board games, plug your USB chargers into the lights, do some work, have a bit of a meeting, have a bit of fun. So what hours are you open now then? We're open from 11 every morning and then on a Thursday we're open till, on a uh, Sunday to Wednesday open till 11, Thursday open till 12 and Friday, Saturday we're open till 1am. Party nights. Quite busy then, isn't it? Yeah. And how long have you been here for now then? Just over a month. Yeah, just over a month we've been open. And how's it all going? Good. Because yeah. you've not completed right. everything yet, have you? Because you've got a theatre. We have, that's phase two, yeah. so that's the next arch along. But we right. have got a studio space open within phase two for now, which is our temporary creative space. And what have you got going on there? All sorts. So we're booking in at the moment uh, rehearsals, R&Ds, play readings that we've just got on this afternoon, actually, that's just about to finish. Um, so that's booking out quite quickly already, which is great because we're known for our creative stuff as well as a bar. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have that on offer. Yeah, we wanted to make sure we didn't just run a pub. Yes. Yeah. Because that's a bit of a bit of a weird sidestep from running. It's been done. We wanted to sort of keep, if you were in the old 53-2, you will have noticed uh, that it was sort of shabby chic. A little bit... Uh, quirky. Quirky, very good, yeah. So we wanted to keep that, 
and bring it to the new venue, but sort of pimp it up a bit. Yeah. Um, so we brought some of the old stuff with us. We've kept obviously the exposed brickwork, and uh, we think we've we think we've sort of kept the vibe. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 you decide. Come and have a look. And we've got to talk about these things on the floor. Yeah, well, this is where we are now, is the heart of the cotton trades um, back in the day. So um, we had um, the wonderful Liam Hopkins from Lazarian Studio um, commission an installation that we have here. Um, and these are shuttle boats and narrow boats. That you shuttle can, boats? Is the no? Flying shuttles. That's it. Sh- yeah, that one. <laughs> and narrow boats that we've put in the floor. Um, and people can purchase them and engrave what they want on them, and they are with us forever. So when it came to developing and thinking about this new place, what was your thoughts behind it? I'm not sure we really had any other than get it open. We knew we wanted to keep the vibe of the old place, like we said. We knew we wanted to create a community hub. We knew we wanted um, a creative space, but also a space that people could come and work, come and have fun, come and relax, come and have a party. Um, a little bit of everything. I think, our, or maybe it's just my slogan, but a pie and a pint and a bit of theatre is... Um, Ideal. A, well, yeah, dreamy, isn't it, really? And pies aren't as noisy as crisps. True fact, and especially if they don't come in plastic bags. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Fabulous, so you've got I, it all here. I guess, as well, the main thing that we were bringing back from the old venue as well was the importance of accessibility. Yes. So opening here, that was like the forefront of the plans, um, that everything would be wheelchair accessible, wide enough, low enough... Um, so we've kept that really importantly. Well, you have, because even the masks that you were wearing or have to wear or don't have to wear, who knows? Even they were see-through, weren't they? What was the reason behind that? Um, for the BSL community, so they yeah. could see our mouths when we uh, talk, just for lip-reading purposes. Yeah, all, the, all our staff here have been on uh, eight hours of BSL training. Wow. So we can take orders and, and serve uh, drinks via BSL. And, of course, we've got the capacity to lip-read. Um, and just going on what Alex said about accessibility, we've got tactile um, keypads, we've got a lowered bar section for wheelchair users, disabled toilets, everything's ramped, everything's on one level. So it's uh, yeah. Everything is on one level, so anybody can come here. Absolutely. Well, that's yeah, the whole point, that it's not just a special area, it's just anybody. Anybody and everybody, mate. Excellent. And uh, once again, where is the address of this place? We're on Watson Street, technically Arch 19 Watson Street, but no one knows where that is. So if you come to the corner of Watson Street and Great Bridgewater Street, you'll find us. Nice glass front. um, And uh, we'd love to see you. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Well, they don't like murals being um, played with, do we, everybody? There's nothing worse than it. But it's happened within our gay village. And Davina has been... um, doing a meet and greet and raising money for the Proud Trust and I spoke to her earlier on to find out exactly how that went. It's gone really, really well. Uh, really, really happy. We just wanted something nice and informal. You know, people can turn up, have a nice time and it's just more of a, a show of solidarity against homophobia, transphobia, all of that stuff. I I found out about the mural being defaced um, straight after we'd been jumping off the Hyatt building, uh, I'm sailing down it, which you really enjoyed, didn't you, Belinda? You loved it. <laughs> so we'd been raising money for uh, Manchester's Royal Children's Hospital. Um, and I saw on Twitter, somebody had said, oh, it's been tagged or, you know, whatever, but they hadn't put a picture. So I didn't know the extent to what, what had happened. But like I wasn't really that bothered for me it's more about what it says to the community and then also it was the fact that um the other mural was defaced and it's Alan Turing's birthday they've defaced Alan Turing on his birthday like this guy who cracked the enigma code saved millions of people's lives and reduced the length of the war by you know years 
today's the day that's his birthday and you decide you're going to write um, what you wrote across it. <laughs> the village is um, a, a, an amazing community, but we kind of run as a group of individuals, if that makes sense. So uh, there'll be some discussions and we'll, uh, there, I imagine that there will be some more events to raise a bit more money um, so that we can get some more stuff up in the village. I mean, there's some previous... Uh, inhabitants of the village who are missing off the walls and and I personally would really like to see her up there I'm talking about Nana um, and then as well you know we have these amazing events that happen like we have the largest trans pride event in the whole world that happens in Manchester with Sparkle um, so I think something you know commemorating that or you know paying homage to it I think would be really um really nice as well um there is CCTV footage um and uh from the people who you know run the venues that can look at it because obviously CCTV you're not allowed to look at it unless they see the police or the people who've got the CCTV um they've said that the person is wearing quite distinctive clothing so um it should I think be possible for for them to be tracked the thing for me is you know a lot of the time people who act out like this they're going through their own struggle with with this stuff anyway you know you don't know what's going on either they're just a crazy psycho, which, you know, they need help for that as well. Uh, or, you know, to me, it's somebody who's in a homophobic environment and they're, they're, they need some help. And they needed to learn how to spell. Yeah, I mean, there is a definite uh, failure in the education system. <laughs> Their spelling was definitely not up to par and they would not have got 10 out of 10 on that particular spelling test. I, you know what, the outcome actually that I was hoping for has already happened. You know, people really um, stepped up and, uh, and have supported and, you know, the mural got fixed within a couple of days. The council were great about it. Um, local councillors were tweeting about it and saying, you know, we're going to work as, with the council to make sure that we can get this done. Like I said, Carl had been fantastic and really coordinated um, that effort. Um, and, you know, so the hope is that uh, this person who's done this will, um, will face some justice. For me, you know, restorative justice in this instance would make most sense. You know, that, that um, they talk to the people who've been affected by it. That would make most sense to me. Well, what a fabulous show, Flower. When is it not? Well, no, more next week, I think. Oh, always. When we'll be looking at the second part of the Julie Goodyear interview with Mr. Mark Llewellyn. And we'll also be talking to Paul Pusher and... Emma Dears. So stick around and join us on that episode only on Your Manchester. Manchester.